to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be taking a break from our usual format of discussing Beef Watch newsletter articles. Today's Beef Watch Podcast will be around the topic of characteristics of entrepreneurial success in ranching. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Tom Field, who's the director for the Engler Institute for Agriculture Entrepreneurship at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for joining me today. Good to be with you, Aaron. Um, appreciate the opportunity to share uh, some of the work that we're doing here. Yeah, before we talk about today's topic, tell us a little more about the program you're involved with there, the focus for the students, and, and what's the emphasis there? So the Angler program was established about a decade ago from a gift from the Paul and Virginia Angler Foundation, Amarillo, Texas. Um, Paul, the founder of Cactus Feed Yard. And really, our program is designed to create a new generation of employers. And we do that through the process of emboldening people on the courageous pursuit of their purpose through the art and practice of entrepreneurship. Um, we believe that intentional, purposeful approaches to enterprise creation are the best method not only to generate individual wealth, but also to create stronger families, communities, and cultures. And really what we do here more than anything else is, is we create an environment and work with the, the students that we encounter, some of them starting as, as right off the bat when they get here to campus, to some folks who don't find us till their senior year, and then certainly with all of our alums. We work really hard to just create an environment where people have permission to start, to take an idea, try to find out if the market will like it, to do those early stages, as we call it, fail forward, fail fast, fail cheap, and then learn like crazy. Um, and in that process, hopefully generate um, real value. Interesting enough, and it's a bit of a conservative number because as, as you well know, not all Nebraskans love to share their financials, but our 10-year assessment interviewed and, and got data from a lot of our alums, those companies, and the conservative number with 56 companies sharing their, their gross revenues in a, in a decade. Uh, our programs produced about $147 million in gross revenue, most of it in the state of Nebraska, created about 124 jobs. So it's been a fun, fun ride, and, and all the credit goes to the young entrepreneurs that just have the courage and the grit and the determination to start. So talk a little bit about just characteristics you see of students in the program there. What are some commonalities you see in terms of their approach as they think about opportunities in business? Well, I think the, the number one thing is if, if they grew up in a family that, that knew how to sweat and work, they have a lead that's just unbelievable. Work ethic, you, you cannot cheat it. You have to have it. You've got to be willing to pay the price and and to bleed over it and cry over it and sweat over it and, and struggle. And the good news is, is that, you know, young people who grow up in blue collar families and ag families and rural places, um, regardless of any other characteristic, if they have those kind of experiences, they just seem to thrive. And, you know, I think that's, if, if anything, that's kind of the, 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 the magic it's, 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 it's just having that attitude and that capacity for resilience and determination um, and tenacity that, that gives us an edge. And um, really, 
I guess at the end of that, that conversation, the credit goes to the parents who raise these really extraordinary young people. Well, your comment there about work ethic and really around the topic we're discussing today is characteristics of entrepreneurial success in ranching. And I know you grew up on a ranch, as did I. And there's something that was instilled, I think, in, in many ranch families is the value of work, working hard, seeing things to completion. I guess tie that together also with this topic of entrepreneurial success in ranching. I think most ranchers would be very committed to working hard. But with that, then is thinking about working on the right things and seeing opportunities to develop and grow the business. As you think about ranching and you think about those who frequently see success, as we think about entrepreneurial things with ranching, starting a new enterprise, tweaking an enterprise, what are characteristics or things in your mind that that set ranchers apart who are able to do this successfully? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, and it's, you know, I've, I've struggled, frankly, with the topic that, you know, entrepreneurial success in ranching, is that different than entrepreneurial success in, in high tech or hospitality or, or uh, craftsmanship or, or retail or wherever entrepreneurship might play out? And I think the answer is, is that entrepreneurial success ultimately comes down to a person's perspective and their mindset and the way that they approach um, problems and challenges and, and whether or not they see the world as a, as a fixed um, asset or whether they see opportunity even in some of the, the smallest and, 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 and most remote of places. So I think it's mindset more than anything else. And, and there's really not, you know, I wish there were a recipe, just, you know, do A, then B, then C, kind of like making box brownies, right? Just do these three things, do them right, put them at the right temperature, and you're done, you have brownies. Um, unfortunately, entrepreneurship, you know, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's an uncertain approach in an uncertain time with an uncertain outcome sort of like Shackelford's, you know, advertisement for a crew to go to Antarctica with in the early 1900s, you know, looking for stalwart adventurous people uh, for a mission with limited opportunity for survival and success. Um, please apply. I think that that ultimately the, the, the entrepreneurial brain is one that says, I'm going to question the status quo for every time I encounter a problem, I'm going to find somehow I'm going to seek a solution. Rather than being roadblocked or put off or angry, I think the entrepreneur runs into those challenges and, and from them says, you know, hey, there's an opportunity here, there's a need, uh, and I can fill it. And I, I think that's really the difference. Let's think about ranching. We just think about, you know, historically, it's around harvesting forage with livestock. I mean, that's the foundation of ranching and then developing and delivering that into a product that eventually ends up on the consumer's plate, or if we're thinking about something like, uh, you know, sheep production, obviously wool or things that are byproduct with of, of that type of scenario. But as you think about entrepreneurial opportunities in ranching today, how do people need to think about resources or the environment, the culture we're in, thinking here of North America differently than maybe we have in the past? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, and I, I think there's, there's a couple of framings that, that have to happen. And, and one is we ask ourselves the question, okay, am I limited to the ranching business? And, and that's an important question to ask. When I encounter 
successful, what we call serial entrepreneurs, regardless of whether where they live, whether they're Silicon Valley serial entrepreneurs or they're um, you know, Bridgeport, Nebraska entrepreneurs, the most successful folks are ones who do not limit themselves to their current activities. And so I think, you know, for, for ranching, the best thing that we can do if we're interested in entrepreneurship is to make sure that our circle of connections, influence, and information go far beyond the, con- the constraints of, of how to raise livestock and how to manage and, and, and grow a ranch, uh, but to get, you know, outside of that space. And I think people, you know, that, that, that comes naturally to some and, and, and more difficult to others. But what I've learned is that most every entrepreneur that's really successful usually is in an industry that they did not intend to be in. They saw an opportunity, they, they tested it out and off they went. So in ranching, you know, one of the things that I think is, is challenging is we can learn certainly to do ranching better. We can, we can learn to do ranching differently. But the key is to recognize that the answers and the, the inspiration and, and perhaps even some of the tools might not come from our traditional sources of information and influence. So I think that's worth, uh, you know, uh, folks thinking about in the ranching sector is, you know, who's your circle of influence and making sure that you've got uh, connections and relationships that go far beyond the ranching business. So what I hear you saying is, as you evaluate what you might consider as opportunities on the ranch, really a big part of that is evaluating, am I willing to think about opportunities outside of what we would traditionally see as ranching? And, and how do I think about those? How willing am I to engage in that? Is that accurate? Yes, that's right. And it might, it might, be, as, it might be as simple a question as, am I willing to consider goats? You know, which to the to the average cowboy I grew up with is the most distasteful thought, um, but it might actually be the right step. Or am I willing to consider sheep? Am I willing to consider a different approach to grazing? Am I willing to think about, you know, fencing differently? Am I willing to think about timing differently? Um, all of those are, are, are innovations. And if we, if we execute them to create profit, then we've probably begun to play in sort of the entrepreneurial space. But one of the things that I think is really critical in the whole role of entrepreneurship, and when I think about, you know, where does, where does entrepreneurship really have the best chance to influence uh, a ranch is to figure out that if, there's, if, if we're doing the right things and we're able to generate some, some profit, do, are we going to invest all of it back in the ranch or are we going to invest in, in other opportunities in our local community? Um, and that's a, that's, a, that's a question worth asking. I think another entrepreneurial question worth asking that maybe is even more important, especially for family businesses, is this. How can I c- help create opportunities for a son, a daughter, and or their spouses uh, by you know, doing something entrepreneurial, getting into to a new venture, a new enterprise that might actually not be ranch location specific, it might be ranch related, um, but that opens a door and gives me the, gives me a pathway to diversify, 
income also gives me a pathway to hand off to, to that next generation the opportunity to grow something of their own um, in concert with the ranch. And particularly if you've got, you know, uh, you know, maybe your, 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 your daughter-in-law is just super excited about the ranch and wants to be all in on that ranch, but the son wants, you know, something different. Um, you know, I'm happy to be part of the ranch, but it's not, I don't want to, I don't want to have to compete with dad <laughs> or grandpa or whoever, my brothers or sisters or whoever. And so I want to start my own thing. And, you know, that's a, entrepreneurship's a pathway to hold that family together in that community to grow wealth, uh, to grow opportunity, and perhaps, to, you know, to actually increase family harmony. One of the things you mentioned early on in our conversation is in the program there, as students evaluate opportunities, fail fast, fail forward, learn. How do you think about that as we think about considering opportunities on a ranch, entrepreneurial opportunities? What would you encourage people to consider a process to think through if they're evaluating some new opportunity? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a great question. And, and you know, the, the biggest challenge with ranching is, is that if you make, you know, if it's going to require another thousand acres, it's a, it's a tough call because one, the money may not be there. The, the line of credit may not be there. So what you're looking for, what are what are problems that that ranchers have? What are problems that that exist in my sphere of experience and, and, and interaction? And how can we solve those differently than they're being solved today? So it might be as simple as a new way to latch a gate uh, or as complicated as a new way to, to use uh, sensing technology to actually monitor plant population changes inside of a pasture um, and, and everything in between. And, and if I can create a solution that not only solves a problem on my ranch, but might solve problems on other ranches and they would be willing to pay for that solution, then maybe I've got an opportunity. And those are the kind of things that we can prototype our ways through. If we're, if we're trying to you know, prototype our way into to production systems, that's a different game and, it, and it's harder to do. And that's where you, I think, depend a lot on, on using role models and seeing how things have worked for other people. But I encourage folks to really think about how do you develop uh, new approaches, solutions that are shared across many users, uh, and then turn that solution that you create into an actual enterprise that, that generates income and diversifies. Uh, the business's overall risk. Do you have any examples in mind as we have this conversation around ranches that you've seen employ some of these things and and see success? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, and I and I I would I would tell you that I'm I'm not sure I've seen you know tons of really cool spinoffs that have come fully out of the ranching space, but uh, but in agriculture in general, for example, you know we're seeing uh, new concepts that are coming out in terms of monitoring crops and water and irrigation systems, et cetera, that are in fact farmer rancher innovations. Um, and, and, and those things make a ton of sense. Um, uh, we're seeing people be invited into agriculture that on the in the past might have been held at arm's length. There's a great 
you know, concept here in, in Nebraska, a company called Grain Weevil that that's a, a, a technology designed to keep people out of grain bins. Um, and ultimately, uh, that's to save human life. But what they found was is that these little robots that, that go in and take care of leveling and, and, and checking for bridging, et cetera, in a, in a grain bin, they actually do a really good job of, of better utilization of, of storage space and you get more, more actual utilization of your fixed storage as a, as a, as a byproduct. Well, that, that, that whole deal was developed because a farmer and a former teacher and the teacher's son, who was an engineer, had a conversation and said, here's a problem. Let's see if we can solve it. So part of the entrepreneurial pathway is not only it's not just we're going to solve it ourselves, but how do we invite new talent into the game? Um, there's a great company called uh, Marble Technologies. It's a combination of MIT robotics engineers and Nebraska common sense um, agriculturalists and uh, designing a, a, a robotic approaches to, to make meat processing, more labor efficient, um, remove some of the risk out of situations like we experienced in COVID and, and other cases where labor problems cause lines to shut down. And so I think that's, you know, sometimes that in and of itself is, is, is the most entrepreneurial thing you can do is as a rancher is to take the problems you're having and find talent um, and share that problem and see if a solution can be co-created. Uh, and, you know, that's what we see in so many environments is that different people, different perspectives, different backgrounds and talents, skill sets coming together to solve a problem jointly. Um, and that means, you know, having conversations outside our normal, uh, our normal circle of friends. So, you know, frankly, if I were a, a family ranch today, um, I'm not sure I'd send my kids to agricultural conferences. I might likely send them to conferences where they would encounter these different approaches. Anything else on this topic that you think would be valuable as people think about their operations, think about how do we consider new opportunities, consider places where maybe we haven't considered value before and trying to engage in that in a way to capture more value from the ranch? Yeah, and this... Uh, it's a it's a great question, and and I, I I wish I could provide like like here's just the model you use. I I think there's, I think it all begins with asking the question: What are we doing that if we if we could do it differently or better, what would we change? What's the first thing we would change? And oftentimes that's going to be you know a small aggravation. It might be a you know, a problem with a with a sprinkler system to a problem with a water tank to a problem with making sure gates are shut, whatever it is, and and start with those small problems and figure out how could we solve this. And in the solution early, the early stages of those solution formations, don't prejudge. The biggest challenge that I've encountered in our own ranch in Colorado is the notion that, well, that won't work here. Well, that's the, the second you lead with that, you've started to kill any sort of innovation um, opportunity. So I think it's, you know, really taking a, a third party look at the business saying, you know, what, what could we change? What could we make different? And then um, ultimately, 
um, looking for problems that we share with others and seeing if we can come up with innovative solutions. Um, one thing I would encourage people to do, you know, is listen to uh, uh, listen to, to podcasts from the entrepreneurial world, uh, read a lot, um, encounter those folks who are in this space and recognize that some of those folks are on the main street of your hometown and you probably have some shared opportunity uh, if you just get the right conversations. Dr. Field, I really appreciate your time today and your thoughts. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. So for more information about the Engler Institute for Agriculture Entrepreneurship, again, you can find them. Uh, they do have a website there and there's also resources. If you're interested in beef-focused entrepreneurial opportunities, we do have resources at the beef.unl.edu website around different enterprises that you might be considering. Uh, Dr. Field mentioned sheep and goats. We do have some resources linked there through the beef website.